Hello and welcome to Rollbound. My name is Chas and I am the DM for this wonderful group. We're going to go down the list and everyone introduce themselves. Starting off with Groove. Introduce yourself. Hello. I am Groove and I am bound to the role of Chrono Harris Mobius. Alrighty, and Allie. Hello, I am Allie. I am bound to the role of Charybdis Mobius. Alrighty, Minnow. Hello, my name is Minnow. I am bound to the role of Lady Reverie. Awesome, awesome. Mickey. Hi, I'm Mickey, and I'm bound to the role of Maria. And last but never least, Joey. My name is Joey, and I am bound to the role of Winfrey McNeil. I think that you're more deserving of it than anyone I've met so far. Yeah. I look over to Winfrey, and I say, Do you have questions for him too, dear? He, like, looks up at Winfrey with a cocked brow. Hey. Well then, ask away, lass. You'll probably get about <sighs> half the answers you want. Well, unluckily for you, I only wanted to know one thing, and you ain't gonna tell us shite. Which means you're a loose end that I don't like leaving untied. Um, if I can make a suggestion. If we wait until morning, I can probably get the truth out of him. That should be fine. We were pretty close to sunrise, weren't we, when they attacked? I don't remember the watch order. I think it was like either the third or fourth. This was third watch. Okay, so we're pretty close. It's only four uh, hours. But she's also an elf, so she gets her spells back in four hours. Oh, shit. That's true. Just want to tie him up and leave him? Yeah, I mean, if I can't get the truth out of him, then we can either we can kill him. I don't care. Yeah, just bind him, and whoever's on watch can stare at him. I'm fine with that. We're on second watch as well. Gordon Harris was second watch. Hmm, okay. See, so yeah, a little bit more than four hours. Okay, uh, anything else, or can we proceed? Yeah, if y'all want to finish your long rest, go right ahead. There's nothing stopping you. What's Maria gonna do to uh, get the information out of him? Um, I can cast suggestion and um, have him like suggest him telling us about the bandit camp, like telling us the truth about the bandit camp. Oh, okay. So do y'all decide to finish your long rest? Yep. Yeah. Gonna do some rest casting really quick to sate the loot. Um. Reverie, does Reverie want a plus one great axe? And not use it. Okay. And then, alright, uh, Winfrey can take that as well. Uh, Variety is the spice of life. Mm hmm. Does anyone else to say about it? Okay. Uh, and how many pack weapons can I have? Hold on. It's just one, right? Yeah, it's just one. Yeah. So. I mean, at that point, y'all just keep one to sell it later. That is true. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we have also have one set of uh, damaged half plate. Who's going to hold on to that? Um, you can throw that in my bag for now. Okay. See if I can see if I can get it undamaged once I pay you all your seventy-five gold. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, uh, Corner is going to do some rest casting when he awakes, and in the morning, I suppose we're going to try and suggest something. Yeah. Yes. Um. How damaged also. Is that? 
You would probably need someone who's more aligned with it. You could probably fix it. Okay. I say it's damaged. Could someone beat the shit out of it? Could someone with proficiency in smith tools fix it? Probably. Oh, I wonder who's proficient with those. <laughs> it's it's Reverie. I'm gonna. <laughs> Just, I'm going to declare this ahead of time because I assume it's not happening now. But when Colonel Harris goes to fix the damaged half plate, um, Charybdis will help out using mending and all that other shit. Yeah, so if you decide to roll for it, Colonel Harris, roll with advantage. Okay, so can we do that while they're um, hypnotizing someone? Yeah. Yeah, in the, uh, right. in the morning, the... Uh, Ash Bandit, who has, again, not told you his name, is like, he fell asleep, obviously. He had nothing better to do. Um, I, uh, uh, can I throw in one caveat there? Oh, go ahead. Uh, because Reverie, I believe, had fourth watch. On her watch, as she, she is watching this person, she will, um... If he's awake, she will talk with him uh, and try and get him talking just about anything. I think that she won't even ask about the bandit. She'll ask about what life was like in the army. Showing an interest in, like, not just, you know, the traumatic things that happened, but also, you know, the good times, the the little minutia of each day, um, and just listening and asking questions and things like that. And if he falls asleep or is not um, willing to talk, she will instead play uh, little songs on her pan flute um, just to create a sort of calm, peaceful aura. Yeah, he was uh he was knocked out when Reverie started her watch. Like he's just slumped against his own bonds, just kind of sleeping. Mm -hmm. Okay, I won't wake him up then. And then Eris kind of like shifted off and is like napping against a tree. Kind of away from y'all. Um, I think I think talk would be uh Okay. Um... Yeah, but nothing else happens for the rest of your long rest. It gets to morning. Without any gonna, other hitch, I'm gonna do the the ritual on the great sword. Am I good to put him for that long rest then? Yeah. Yeah, y'all have completed your long rest officially. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. I'm just saying, like, being out of literally everything is not where you want to fucking be, sorcerer. <laughs> That's a bad day. Alright, so. Kronaris is going to try and repair that half plate while the uh, some other people are going to Maria specifically. We'll try and suggest something to the uh, man. Yeah, when he hears y'all waking up, he sort of like lifts up his head and just groans. Like, sleepily groans. Like, ugh. Like, uncomfortably slept. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give him some of my water and rations. He looks at River and goes, Thanks, lass. A smile. It's, like, sarcastic, obviously, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, also kind of genuine. Yeah, Reverie smiles as if it's genuine. And he just sits up and, like, is looking at y'all, like, with, again, with a cocked brow, like, expectant, but in a sort of, like, Way. <laughs> talk, uh, talk picks Eris a flower, by the way. And gives it to him when he wakes up. 
Yeah, also y'all notice that Eris overnight has like, because uh, again, the Ash Bandits, um, the other guy still has this. They have like soot on their face, covering from the bridge of their nose up, and they all wear hoods. Um, and then the mask is obviously over their face, and the bottom part of their face doesn't have anything on it, because it's usually covered by a mask. Um, Eris, anyone noticed over, like, before he went to sleep, tried really hard to scrub the stuff off of his face. Oh, I'm gonna... Can, can I use prestidigitation real quick to, like, help him clean his face? Yeah, like, you, like, wake up and notice that he, like, has handprint smudges all I over think, his I face. Think for, I think for this would do that thing. Oh, Missed a spot, and then like does the thumb like thing like a fucking bomb, and, and then um, pretends to like wipe his face with her thumb, but actually uses magic to get rid of it. Yeah, and actually underneath all this, uh, he like he's just a boy. Like he has kind of like I don't want to say chubby cheeks, but he has like really like soft cheeks. He looks like he couldn't be any older than like seventeen. Like he is just a boy. He has like scruffy like brown hair. And he's just, like, he's got, he's got freckles under there. Like, he just looks like a boy. He is just a dude. And he, like, wakes up to that and he's like, ah, 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 oh. He, like, wipes his face and goes, oh, thank you. For this, uh, doesn't say anything, just smiles at him and then, uh, goes back to help her hair. So I believe it was Maria who said that she was gonna... Yeah, I just wanted to make sure everyone was, like, done with what they wanted to do before I started doing this. Um, yeah, so Maria would walk over to the guy, um, kind of crash down in front of him, and, um, I just, like, pat his cheeks, like, um, mockingly, like, wake up! Um, and she's gonna, like, pop eyes with him, and she's like, I think you should tell us everything you know about this bandit camp, and probably best not to lie, and then I'm going to cast, um, suggestion on the guy. Whew, that's a seven on the wisdom save. I rolled a natural wow. five. So your suggestion is that he tells y'all everything, right? Yeah, about okay. the bandit camp. Okay, because the wording on that spell is very important. Right. So, like, you can see his, like, eyebrows furrow. Like, he's trying really hard to not do it, but then you just, like, like he's holding his breath and then just... <sighs> All right. The leader of the bandit camp, his name is Crazy Crazy Kane. It's really stupid, I know. Uh, he is... He stands at like six foot six. He is... Uh, barbaric in nature. Man's fucking crazy. Uh, he has a pet... Uh, I don't even know what the hell it is. It looks like a lion covered in rocks. Shit's nuts. Uh... And he has fed people to that thing. That's No, yeah, it is. And, uh, he basically describes that this leader is very strong, basically outclasses any of the bandits that you fought last night. Uh, guy, uh, uh, he describes that he is very strong, wears heavy armor, not wears heavy armor, but, like, he looks like a big dude. He wields an axe, and he started the group of bandits because he was a previous army general general for Alencar, and they ripped him off for being quote-unquote too violent, which stands to reason that he is indeed too violent. 
Uh, and the guy finishes, uh, Trust me. And this is for your safety, not mine. Tangling him tangoing with him right now would probably be a bad idea. But by all means, rip that man to shreds when you get the chance. Because he terrorizes the area near Firefall and Skymount. We're known as the Ash Bandits, and I can guarantee that they definitely do cause problems. Just nobody dares go near where he li where they live. Which again, the boy didn't lie to you. The camp is off to the east. It's sort of nestled in the woods between Sky Mountain and Firefall, a little below each of the cities, so that they can bother both equally. The camp has about 40 members, not including these sort of upper ranks of assholes. It's decently fortified, mostly just wood, spikes, minor traps. A group of us thugs? Sure, easily take us out. That fortress? Not a good idea. Much appreciated. And then she's gonna pat his cheek again and then stand up and, um... Turn to the others. His eyebrows are wow. furrowed like he didn't want to say any of that, and he's just sitting there like... Mm. Well, sounds to me like once we get to Firefall, we're going to have some very interesting information for them that they would greatly appreciate. And I look down to him and I say, aren't we? Since you seem to know more than anyone else. Can't I think know. of anywhere safer for you to be than behind some bars where a crazy game can't get to you. Better yet, I can't think of anywhere safer for you to be than with the people who we're going to take with us when we hunt this group down. Be nice to have someone who knows the area. We can talk about that when we get to Firefall, though. That'd be a good opportunity I look for you. Look, chance to turn things around. Yeah, sure. I look over to the rest of the group, and I say, Well, daylight's burning. Should we get going? It's gonna take us a bit longer dragging him along with us, but it'll be worth it. You look over and see Chrono Harris working to repair that half-flight. Who are we bringing with us? I believe we're bringing both of them. Yeah, well, Eris, Eris is uh, is essentially free to go when he fucking gets there. Um, sword guy, or Reverie is suggesting, just to put it in, in plain terms, um, she wants to take sword guy basically to jail and then have him spill the deets about all the, all the information to the town of Firefall because we're pretty good. I don't think we can take on 40 people. Um, we have all the information for Firefall. He doesn't need to tell them anything. Uh, I think it might be helpful in the long run. Plus, also, Reverie doesn't want to kill him. I know Reverie doesn't want to kill him. <laughs> yeah, that's just what she's suggesting. Crypto isn't too keen on killing him either. I mean, at this point, it's not like he can do anything to us. And I mean, if he heads back anyway, if we just leave him out here, I mean, that would be a very stupid move. 
Because if this guy's as crazy as he says he is, and we have no reason not to believe him, um, then I feel like he would not want to go back for fear of Crazy Kane just doing him in for revealing information, even if he only suspects it. Depending on how well fortified this place is, if we can manage to clear these bandits out, that might be a good place of operations for us in the meantime. Aye, here's my suggestion. Lot less savory for you types, but I think it'll end up benefiting us more in the long run. I say... We do him in. Put his head up as a warning. Crazy man's so stupid he'll take it as a challenge. We go back to that town and we let him know exactly where they're gonna be. Set up a trap for him and capture them all in one go. You're forgetting that he was a general. If you set up a challenge for him as crazy as he is, he's going to use guerrilla tactics and just attack the people that are around here. His attacks will become more ferocious and he will leave less survivors than he already does. Nay, 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 you're misunderstanding me. The people that he's attacking ain't gonna be just some random common folk. We're gonna get on the side of the town so that they have their military basically waging war against this tiny little group of bandits. And I don't think that you're understanding me. If we provoke him, he will not face the military. He will face people in their homes. He will face travelers on the road. He's smart enough, despite how crazy he may be, he was a general after all, to know when a, a trap. And he's also smart enough to kick where it hurts. And that's going to be innocent farmsteaders. Things are going well for him so far. Why would he risk this for one random patrol that he would likely just kill as soon as we would? I don't think it's smart to antagonize him in this way. If you're thinking that that's what it's going to take for the townspeople to get their heads in gear and start fighting back, then I say we take a couple of losses. I don't think that that's what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is we take him back, we use the information he has, he points out on a map where this is, where the traps are, gives us good information, and then we go with the military to them. The oh, walls, and then, sure. And then we give burn. them home field advantage. Walls can burn. Would you rather burn the farms or burn their fortress? Farms can be regrown. People can't. But they know, they know everything about themselves inside and out. If we're fighting them on their own terms, that's not going to be good for anyone. If they're out in the open on these farms you're saying they might burn, that's a much easier target for a group of archers. If our plans involve using people as bait, then it is not a plan. It is a sacrifice and I am not making it. And I will not let you make it. They are more important than just getting this bandit done with. And I'm a, I understand if you're afraid. In fact, it would make sense for you to be afraid. But I also expect you to understand that I'm not going to lose people over something as trivial as wanting to get them out of a wooden fortress. I'm not afraid of anything. So you say. I'm excited to see if it's true. Never have been. Keep telling yourself that. Magically induced fear isn't something 
that can replace actual true fear. And I never felt that in my entire <laughs> life. Thank you for your time. I'm trying to find a way to help you all out. What involves me sticking around? Because I'm not charging headlong into a group of two dozen some odd bandits, and I'm not going to allow an entire city's worth of military to throw themselves into a bunch of walls. Burning them down or not, it's going to be a uphill battle for sure. And I guess we'll have to come up with a better plan. I untie uh, swordsman from the tree and I pick him up for the time being. So either way, we need to get going. Uh, Charybdis is going to address the swordsman directly and say, Just out of curiosity, how many um, spellcasters do the Ash Bandits have in their ranks? Quite a few. They're mostly the... They mostly hang around Crazy Kane, like his little cheerleaders they are. There's one of them. Her name's Rose. She's a stone-cold bitch. Um, Charybdis turns to Colonel Harris and says, I'd say that would present a interesting challenge, wouldn't you? Uh, Colonel Harris seems pretty focused on his work currently. He has not been particularly engaged in the conversation. Uh, interesting what? Oh, sorry, brother. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, the bandits, according to this gentleman here, uh, seem to have a lot of magic users on their side. Okay. Well, if we're going to be doing anything to get rid of them, that could present a real problem. We're not going to be doing anything to get rid of them. We're here to see Sabrina, remember? That's true. Uh, Charybdis then turns to um, Lady Reverie, just kind of shrugs and says, I hate to say it, but no matter what way you slice it, it doesn't feel like this is something that we should get involved in. Reverie gives you a smile um, and just says, that's fine, dear. This is my way of paying back that 75 gold. I would be very happy if you did come with me on this, but there's no reason that you need to. The, uh, and regardless. The swordsman sort of speaks up and goes, I, they're not leaving anytime soon. If y'all ever find yourselves a little more experienced or have the free time or really wanting the money, they're not going anywhere. Also, it's possible that the reason I wanted to kind of come out here in the first place might be beneficial. Are you saying that to me? More to the party in general, but okay. this is looking at Lady Reverie. Reverie again just smiles and says, That's wonderful, dear. Again, I would be very happy if you did stay with me, but if you decide you cannot, then I would hold nothing against you. Well, you don't... You're not planning on taking care of this right now, though, right? Like, you were not in the best shape in that last fight. No, you're right. I definitely need a little bit of work on that. Um, however, next time, we I'll just have to do something different. I won't be going alone. 
I'm sure they have spellcasters and firefall as well that will happily accompany me. It's okay, we can talk about it when we get there as well. We first have to see Lady Serena, anyway, as Corona here so astutely pointed out. Can I ask you something? Me? Yes. Of course. Do you think that the town doesn't already know about the bandit problem? Only one way to find I assume they know about the problem. I don't know if they know as much as this gentleman here can tell them. Right, I'm just saying that even with insider knowledge from one guy that might not even give this information away, um, I don't think that they're going to want to deal with this problem themselves. I oh. think you're going to end up going to the police or whatever, giving this guy to them, and they're going to be like, oh, we'll handle it, and then send you on your way. I don't really think that much is going to happen. Hmm. That is a wise observation. It is entirely possible. But regardless, I can't make that choice before them, before I've even met them. I would like to stay, and I would like to see this taken care of. But again, what I want, and what everyone else wants, doesn't have to agree. We'll figure things out as we go. And Maria, I'm sure that if you're there with me, you're very persuasive if you wish to be. And perhaps we can convince them otherwise. Or perhaps it'll be like you say, and they'll say, oh great, fuck off. And tell us that it's an outside the city problem. In which case, I don't know, maybe we'll make it their problem. Or maybe we'll just make it up as we go. I mean, I suppose they're all in the same city that we're trying to go to, so I don't see a point of not doing it, I guess. Are we walking and talking, by the way? I think uh, Chrono Heroes is still doing the armor. You gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, can I roll something for that? Or? Yeah, uh, what's the check for Smith Tools usually? Is that, like, something I make up? Um... Yeah. The uh, description says you can repair it by 10 points per one hour of work. Uh, rules as written. Mm-hmm. So there's an, an exact check prescribed. So I believe if you wanted to do it that way, it would be up to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, make me... Hmm. And I am still helping him out. I'm just like, yeah, make Curtis me an, is half paying attention. Make me an intelligence check with advantage because Curtis is helping you. You got it. Oh. Boom. Y'all still got a ten hour walk ahead of you, so I'm not making y'all stand here for ten out like four Boom. hours to repair some armor. <laughs> Let's say twenty one. Yeah. You get for what you're doing, you get one of them fully repaired. Nice. Okay. We'll put it on. How about we turn him in and see the situation before making any stupid decisions, he says, uh, staring at Reverie. I think that that's literally what I was just saying, so it sounds like a great plan. Yeah, and he'll start walking. I will say, though, taking on a whole bandit camp sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a whole lot of stupid is what it sounds like. I, I'm sorry, I thought you've been telling me basically since we met how powerful your magic is and how destructive it can be. Also, people really, really love it when you take care of their problems. You can ask them for 
pretty much any price. I mean, these people are taking lives. I wonder how much a human life is worth to a country. I bet they pay you a lot. Human lives don't mean nothing to countries. Ask any king that's ever waged war. The shrugs and says, maybe you're right. But I bet the leader of Firefall would really like to have the title of the one who took down the Ash Bandits. Sure, he'd like that title. And he can take all the glory from us. But what does that make us? Pawns for someone else. Makes us rich is what it does. Aye. And rich is what I'm looking to become. Well then, there you go. But destructive though I may be, there's a big difference between a group of innocents on a large boat that have never seen a day of combat in their life and the hardiest bandits that I've laid eyes on. At least for thus far anyways, I'm sure they're just small fry. Well then I guess it's a good thing you're not traveling by yourself. Aye. But if I were traveling by myself, I wouldn't have gotten into this fight to begin with. Well, like I said before, nothing saying we have to deal with it right now. And Maria said it as well. So that's two of us agreeing that we can just come back to this later. You know, when we're stronger. <clears throat> the, uh, the swordsman kind of speaks up and he goes, My name's Reggie, by the way. Pleasure to meet you, Reggie. I wish it was under better circumstances. Ah, alas, I'm 54 years old. Wait a minute, they kicked you out for being too old and you're only 54? Well, you see, he like, he like, kind of like, rolls his shoulders. I got a very bad injury in my back. I had a sword sliced through me right down the middle. Paralyzed me for months. They couldn't use me anymore. So before my injury was even fully healed, they kicked me out. Now I'm all better. I can still use a sword, all right. Seems really silly. One ah. of the honor guards that I've met in license is a fellow who's. Oh, he has to be going into his 70s now. But uh, he's missing an arm and he only has three fingers. Still one of the toughest guys I've ever met. Yeah. Well, considering the fact that Viron has a very large military, they sort of only want the best in. Kick the ones that are injured out if they're a lot injured for longer than six months. Seems wasteful. Eh, it can be. If you're over 50 years old and cannot work for over six months, they boot you. Now, that tell you how much a human life is worth? Now, for some folk, they give them a little bit of leeway, but for someone like me who's just a fighter, I didn't do anything special. I don't have any access to any magic. They just let me go. Now, for others, they have a family to go back to. I don't. Why not just... You know, take a ship out of here and... Start again somewhere else? You're already in bandit work, so I can't imagine there's too much tying you here. Ah. It gets personal at some point. Firefall is a beautiful city. Byron is a glorious and great country. However, 
Sometimes you just get down on your luck. That's how life goes. Not everyone can be treated fairly. I I disagree with that. I think everybody can be treated fairly if we all just agree to treat people fairly. Well, right, Reverie? Reverie's not paying attention. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, but when class. you say this, just mm, sorry. Oh, go ahead. My bad. Hi, Reggie. Hi. Oh, I was just saying that you know, could be fair for everyone if we all just treat each other the right way, make things fair, right? It's a very simple way of looking at it, and a very admirable one. It's not one I've ever seen before, but I would love to see it someday. That's the thing, lass. I guess I haven't fully been honest. I did do something wrong. What'd you do? I killed one of my fellow countrymen. What? He did something that I found very unruly, and I killed him for it. I won't get into the details, but some people do very dishonorable things, and I felt it so dishonorable that he didn't deserve to be a part of our country's military anymore. And in our battle, I dealt the killing blow, but I also got injured. Ah, right idea for execution. Seen that a lot, too. Well, I felt if I went to my general and told him that the man had done something, he'd be like, We're in war, son, and then ignored me. So I took care of it myself. Yeah, that typically gets you in trouble. Blah, it there are some matter. problems that take help. Sometimes a lot of it. Well, again, if a lot of you decide later on in your little journey of yours to come back and take on the bandits, again, come back when you're prepared. You you're... said the name of the thing? <laughs> Title card! Oh, <laughs> dog. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you're a lot of good kids. I don't want to see you get killed because you're too nice. And I'm not saying you're weak. I'm saying you have good hearts. And you'll rush in thinking you're helping people and then you'll just die. The bandits have been around for an upwards of ten years. You can wait a few months to come back when you've got a good magical sword or some bullshit before you come back and rain hell on them. Just don't do anything, Ash. Charybdis just kind of sighs and says, I bet Soros can take care of that whole camp by herself. <sighs> Amazing how you can look at someone who still wishes that you weren't able to speak and say all of that. What do you mean? I'm just saying that my heart ain't nearly as pure as the rest of yours. Oh. Sounds to me like Same I here. work on that. <laughs> Nay. I'll save it for the people that can actually do something with it. Now you, he looks at he looks at Winfrey. You remind me of Rose. Sounds like we'd get along then. Yeah, you'd probably just sit there spitting at each other for an hour. I call that getting along. Can't confirm. 
Uh, you see, you hear the swordsman like kind of like lift his head and go, Eris! And Eris just goes, huh! Yeah? When we get into town, you best be on your best behavior or I'm gonna break out of jail and kick your arse, okay? Okay. But yeah, uh, the rest of the journey is 10 hours. Is there anything y'all wanna do before we. Says, hold on. Can I, um. Yes. Can, can Charybdis, like, paint a portrait of Eris as we're walking? Walk paint? You know what? Make me just a base dexterity check. I'm decent at those. Ooh, not great. I got a six. It's a little wobbly, but, like, and you color outside the lines a little, but, like, it kind of looks like Eris. I, uh. <laughs> I think Charybdis would, like, look at it and just, um, uh, look to Eris excitedly, and then, like, look back at the painting, look back to Eris slightly less excited, and then just, like, put it in her bag. I'm gonna roll to see if he notices that. That's a 20, not nat. He's gonna, like, peek over and go, What you doing there? I don't know your name. What? Me? Oh, I'm Charybdis. Yeah, I saw you doodling, and then you, like, looked at me, and then, like, put it away. Uh, uh, I, I think you might have me confused with somebody else. No, you're the only blonde girl in a purple dress here. Charybdis looks down and then, like, just sneezes. Uh, the zoom type? She just says, thank you. Uh, can I see what you were doodling? Um, visibly sweating. (laughs) 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 Uh, I, I, um, sure. For this, like, just kind of sighs and then pulls it out and just hands it to him and then, like, looks opposite direction of where he is. He, like, unfolds it a little and, like, kind of, like, goes poof, poof, like, stretches at it to make it uncrinkled, and he, like, looks at it and goes, huh, you know? For the fact that you were using your hand as a flat surface and using the other one to draw while walking, you did a good job! (laughs) Regardless of all of these factors, I quite like it. I think you would just hear quiet babbling from Charybdis. (laughs) Can I keep it? it? Oh, yeah. I I mean, of course. I... I, I yeah. <gasps> cool. Gives me something to my name to have. And he, like, folds it up very neatly in a way where, it, like, the folds wouldn't obstruct the drawing of his face. Like, kind of, like, folds the edges on the top and side and bottom over and then folds it in a way that just would not obstruct the drawing and then puts it in his pocket. <laughs> Yeah, but I rolled a nat one on my little thingy so y'all don't get another thing for the rest of your walk. And then I think it's I think we said it was exactly ten hours, so you don't even need to make con saves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after about ten hours, you've only gotten through like like the sun isn't starting to set, but it's like fallen a little. Like you're past midday. Um when you see in the distance, um the trees start to thin out 
and you see kind of smoke rising in the distance and you hear the uh, kind of fading in noises of city life, basically. You know, sounds of carriages rolling, sounds of people talking, sounds of birds, sounds of, you know, basically the chatter of life is being brought closer to you. I think Charybdis kind of gets caught up in the excitement for a moment and just starts, like, frolicking on the road as we're walking. Winfrey throws up in her mouth a little. (laughs) Yeah, as you're nearing closer, um, the city doesn't, like, fully have walls except for on, like, one side. Because as you're nearing the city, you literally see another city kind of off to the right. Um, and, like, it's, like, completely different architecture. Like, you see one that's, like, you know, kind of, like, red brick, cute, sort of, like, Western European-style buildings, you know? Um, for a good comparison. And then, like, you literally can see this, in the kind of distance, this bordering, like, wall, and then, like, another completely different architecture of buildings, like, old gothic high-towering buildings that kind of look elvish in a way, off in the distance. Like, just complete shift in architecture. Completely. That you can see even from the entrance of the city. And once again, except for on that side, there isn't really much walls. There's, like, posts. Kind of things, like, I guess I would say, like, mini towers that, like, are only, like, maybe ten feet tall that someone can climb a ladder to get into. Other than that, the outer borders of the city are pretty much open. Also, can somebody refresh me as to what day of the week comes after, uh, Ice Moon? Wind Wake. Wind Wake. It is Wind Wake on the 27th of Hydrus. Uh, Do we make it into the city without interruption? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, you pass by the guards, but they sort of just nod, and they, um, one of them does notice that you have a guy tied up. I forgot about that until just now. And he sort of, like, steps to the side and goes, uh, excuse me. Yes. Is there a meaning for you having someone tied up as you're entering the city? Is there something we should know about? Yes, he's a member of the Ash Bandits. We're here to turn him in. Oh. He, like, looks at uh, Reggie, and Reggie just looks at him like, fuck you. <laughs> and then he goes, well, if you'd like, I can call someone here over for that. Yes, please. Uh, you see him sort of, like, reach into, like, the collar of his armor, and he pulls out this, like, it looks like a whistle, and he blows into it, and the sound that comes out of it does not sound like it's meant to come out of a whistle. Because it sort of, like, echoes in waves and sort of, like, resonates and kind of, like, you can see the vibrations coming out of it. And then he puts it away and then almost immediately you just hear, like, echoing footsteps as, like, four more guards. Um, the guards, they're in, like, full plate armor, uh, almost like knights but a little less fancied up. And they have Viron's insignia, like, engraved into the chest. Um... And most of the guards you've seen so far are carrying spears. 
Um, and most of them are wearing helmets where the plate is open to not cover their eyes because they're not in combat. Um, and they all sort of like, like four of them sort of come out of this, uh, I don't want to say like this like building that you can tell like when the door opens, there's like stairs going downwards and just four of them come out and they stand in a line and go, Oi! And the, uh, the guard looks to the lot of you and goes, Follow these gentlemen, and they will help you take care of it. Don't need to have the lot of you folk carrying around a prisoner like this. Uh, they have shiny armor. Yes. Yes, they do. Um, he, like, looks at the lot of you and goes, Although I do have a few questions. How how did this happen? Did Do we need to make a full report? No, we don't. Yeah, no, that's fine. You just tried to kill us, that's all. Ah, um, the guards all more take a more defensive stance. Obviously not at y'all. You see him, like, reach into his pocket and take out, like, a little notepad. And you see him, like, write a few things down, look at the, uh... Look at Reggie, and then look at Eris, and he goes, And the one not tied up? Oh, he's with us. Okay. And, uh, he, like, writes down a few things. Uh, you see him kind of narrow his eyes at the stairway that they just came out of, as if he's doing something, and then look back at the notepad, and then you see him, like, do a weird swoosh motion writing. And then he kind of pulls the paper off, and then hands it to one of the guards that walked up, and goes, See that the keeper gets this to make sure that everything's all set in stone and that these people can get compensation. It's another bandit issue. Thank you. And the guard uh, takes it and looks at them and goes, Do you want us to take care of it? Do you want to go with? I'm certainly not going with. I can't speak for my compatriots. I'm not either. Can you, uh, can you tell us where he'll be taken? I may wish to speak with him later. Uh, to start, he's going to Ash Manor, which is one of the... Uh, mayor's outlets. There's a jail underneath before he'll be sentenced. If not, if not, he might be taken all the way back to Alencar to be imprisoned. I see. So he wouldn't be imprisoned in this city. Nope. I'm sorry, did you say Ash Manor? Yes. What exactly is that? Ash Manor is one of Firefall's two castles. There's one on each side, and it's sort of where our, all of our... Uh, the mayor lives in the Phoenix Castle up in the northern part of the city. Ash Manor is where we take care of any wrongdoings. It basically runs as the court, it runs as the jail. Sort of a base of operations for all things political within Firefall. So it's a constable in. Yes. The other guard, like, nudges the guy with the elbow and goes, You fucking idiot, don't even know good words. Hey, shut up. <laughs> My vocabulary sucks. Uh, our military, everyone. Reverie will, uh, will look to Reggie. Is he still close by at this point, or are they taking Uh, they're still there. Like, two of the extra two guards, other than the two you're talking to, sort of, like, looped around y'all and, like, taken him by one arm each and, like, looped him back around, so he's in, like, the midst of them now. 
But he's still there, because they're still talking to you to make sure that they can figure everything out. Okay, um, I just want to, I would just like to sort of meet his gaze and give him sort of a sad smile and just say, it'll be okay. I'll be around sometime later. Nah, don't worry too much about it. Oh man, that was really stressful, and I didn't really want anyone to get hurt, but hey, at least Reggie and I made it away with our lives, right? Thank you so much for watching episode 10 of Rollbound. Rollbound's episodes will premiere every Monday on YouTube and Spotify. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at RollboundPC, for more updates, TTRPG content, and most of all, memes. Hope everyone tunes in next week for episode 11 as our party heads deeper into Firefall on their way to the Cat's Whisker Cafe to meet the mysterious Serena. I would also like to announce that Rollbound is getting its own content book called Chass's Guide to Kelmra. If I'm lucky, it'll be finished before 2022 ends, but right now we're looking at early 2023. Chass's Guide to Kelmra will include new races, new spells, new subclasses, a wide range of information about Rollbound's setting, as well as some other fun DM and player tools. Thank you so much for listening, and see you next week.